Hey, we just thought we'd quickly jump in here and say a quick shout out to all of you that have tuned in to listen to this particular episode. Mm -hmm. We got a bit deep on this one. We talked about a lot of deep spiritual things that have gone on. What else did we talk about? Spoke about demons, our spiritual encounters that we had growing up as children, other people's spiritual encounters. Um, what is spirit? We talked about that. What is spirit? Um, why isn't it taught in schools? How many people are being kept away from learning about their spirit? We spoke about gifts and, you know, talking about spiritual gifts that we've been given that haven't been nurtured, that have been suppressed because we're seen as weird, uh, quirky, or, you know, crazy, paranoid, schizophrenic, um, you know, all those sorts of things. So we talk about that on this podcast. And if you stay around right through to the end, you will hear what we believe is the answer to all of that. So thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the podcast. Here you go. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Pill. I am Dan. And I'm Paula. And this podcast is where we share about purpose, influence, life and leadership. We want to welcome you back. We want to thank you also for tuning in uh, for as long as you have and for following us on the podcast. We want to thank you and, you know, to us it's no small thing that wherever you go you decide to tune in and hear us over your radio or in your headphones or whatever device you choose to listen to us through. So we appreciate you. And with all the feedback that we've had since we started this podcast at the end of January, uh, we also want to thank you for taking time to uh, come over to us and say how much you've enjoyed the podcast and uh, even for those that have private messaged us or messaged on the threads we just appreciate you and thank you and um, we hope that we can bring some level of value to you so in saying that if you have enjoyed this podcast so far don't be afraid to share it and let other people know we would really appreciate that and I think we've already stated before too that um, we want to get this message out to as many people as we can. So uh, the only way that can happen is if wonderful people like yourselves decide to hit that share button and let other people know about it. So once again, thank you very much. Mm -hmm. So they say, you know, there's a lot of um, things out there that talk about body, soul, mind, spirit. But what exactly is that? Like I think about the schools that do teach about spirituality, it's quite um, traditional. Well, shall we be very specific about spirituality? What are we talking about specifically? <laughs> like we're not talking New Ageism and all that, eh? We're going to get to that. Okay. We're building a segue into that. All right. So when we talk about um, spirituality, and you mentioned about school and how at school sometimes, at some places you are taught what they would perceive as a spirit, but it's actually religious teachings that teach you about God, who is God, but not necessarily about having a relationship with God. So, you know, I, I can think of a couple of people that attended Christian schools, Catholic schools and things like that. They learnt about the fear of God, but not the relational fear of God. Um, so they were taught to be afraid of God because if you don't obey him, you're going to hell. They didn't teach about the side of God where he's loving and he's caring and he's given you the air to breathe and, um, you know, that he wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to talk with you. Um, there's that part in religious teachings that sometimes is missed. I won't say 
I'm generalizing here. I'm not saying um, all schools are like that because there are some genuine encounters that children have that they can go back to school and say that was my first encounter with God and that's what helped me encourage um, finding out more about God and having a deeper relationship with him. But that's one side aspect of it. Actually, a lot of schools I don't believe have ever, ever taught about demons. Can you recollect a time at school where you learnt about demons? No, no. But I think we all, we've probably all had experience with Bible in schools. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get those little, um, what are they called? Bookmarks. and No, those, those little... Um, Bibles. New Testament uh, with Psalms and Proverbs in them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a name for it. Gideon's, the Gideon's Bible, I think it's called. Like, I don't know. I yeah. just know what you're talking about. Um, but I, I, I remember being handed those. But, um, you know, they'd always, they'd always bring up the beautiful elements to having a relationship with God and, and the beautiful elements to Jesus Christ. And, and obviously, I believe that that's true. But the trouble is when we avoid talking about the more confronting things, um, you know, demonic activity and stuff like that. And this isn't one of those spook kind of podcasts, but I think it's relevant that we talk about it. Um, when you avoid talking about those types of topics, what happens is when someone encounters that type of activity and the church has no answer, they end up finding the answers from different sources. And what happens is if the church doesn't give them the answer and another source gives them the answer, they tend to gravitate toward that. But I'm a big believer that if you profess to have a relationship with Jesus Christ, if you profess to serve the living God, the one true living God that is sovereign over all, then you have the the authority or you profess to have the authority on all things spiritual. Mm. This isn't just saying, um, I go to church or whatever. When you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, and when you profess him as Lord and Savior, and when you say that he is the Lord of your life, and he is the only answer to everything that's going on in your life that can fix it, you're saying that you have inside information. You're also saying that he is the be all and end all but you're also saying that you have the answer to everything that's supernatural so if someone has a supernatural encounter whether that's good or or whether it's bad you have to provide an answer for that if you don't then they find that somewhere else yeah but i'm going to take it even back before then people who have had experiences with spirits demonic spirits angels lights I think we need to address some of those things as well because a lot of the time whilst growing up if people don't know too much about the spirit and don't believe in God what can happen is what we call as a counterfeit to God because God created all things all people have been given a gift from God in the Bible it talks about dreams and visions and some of us have been gifted with some of those things um, the spirit of discernment to be able to have an inkling inside and deep deep down in your belly that there's something not quite right or you're um, got a feeling that you know you need to go the certain way so a lot of people believe that to be intuition not realizing because we haven't been trained or taught how to access or tap into our spirit 
And because we have such a strong connection, because it's a gift, we tend to go and look for a source that's going to train that gift. A, a source or um, a place to express it? No, a source, because you've got an inkling, you've got a gift. Um, you know it's a gift. So some of us suppress that gift. We say, no, I didn't see what I saw or no, that's that's just a silly dream or you haven't been surrounded in an environment where you're able to express that gift or to have that gift nurtured. So what tends to happen is if you have inklings of that, along the way, you're going to start paying a little bit more attention to it and then you're going to want to journey down a path that is going to nurture that gift. Because of your curiosity, you want to know why do I think like that? Why do I get that butterflies in my tummy or that inkling or that voice in my head that tells me to go a certain path? You know, some people call it the light. Some people call it a gem. Some people call it the universe. But the reality is because you haven't been taught the spiritual aspect of God and where everything originates from, all your view has been tarnished. You won't ever go back to the original source or the creator who gave you that gift in the first place. A lot of people go through medians or other alternative sources such as New Age and, and not even giving credit back to the creator and they tend to go down a path um, that leads away from the creator. So you're actually going into what I would call a counterfeit source. So I wanted to acknowledge that. So True. a lot of us are, um, are out there with gifts um, that we can't or we don't have the environment to be able to express that or we don't know how to grow it. You know, you might might have seen a spirit somewhere down the road or spirits coming up to you. Um, but if you're not in the right place at the right time to be able to nurture that gift, to be able to give glory back to the person or to the to God who gave you that gift, you're in a dangerous space. Gee, we're getting a bit, we're getting a bit deep and spiritual in this one. This is what I believe. So uh, we've called our podcast The Pill, which talks about purpose, influence, life and leadership. Purpose is something that we're born for. None of us are born here to live life randomly. And when you have purpose, you also have a gift to express in that. So you're you're born with gifts. You're born, you know, you're born to express those gifts in order to execute the purpose that you were born for. So what happens is when you when you operate or function in the gift that God has given you, but you don't do it in the environment that God desires for you to express it in, you end up applying that gift to, as you say, um, what do you what do you say? A counterfeit source. A counterfeit source. Yes. Um, or a propane source. And just to use a very simple example, if you had, say, a gift of writing music, you have a choice to write music that brings glory to God or write music that's very uh, carnal. Um, so that's just one very simple example. I, I also understand, we, we understand that uh, this life we live is a journey and we don't always walk the right path our entire lives sometimes where we le uh, we start out in life from a negative position and we you know slowly but surely start making inroads into walking walking the right path and getting on the right track and then we start executing our purpose in the right way but 
Not everybody's going to figure that out right off the bat. Some people are like me, who start out in life not understanding the supernatural side of life and not having a relationship with God. And then later on, after making a ton of mistakes, ends up falling at the altar of God and giving their lives over to Christ. That's pretty much how it worked out for me. I think I was in my late teens at that time. So, you know, I had already made quite a bit, uh, quite a few mistakes by that point. Your gift is made, uh, your gift is given to you to express. And when it's not, when it hasn't found the right source to express it in, it will find an external source. It will find a, count, a counterfeit source, uh, a profane source through which to express. But suffice to say, the, the supernatural is real. I mean, you know, there, there are people that, that experience hallucinations. They, they take drugs. People, people experience unusual things in their sleep. Uh, and there are even people that experience things uh, when they're completely sober and, you know, see unusual unusual signs that happen out there. The question I pose is, are those really hallucinations? Are they really fake? Or are they, are they other dimensions that are being unveiled before your eyes that the drugs or whatever it is that you've done has opened up a gateway to? Mm. It's definitely food for thought. Well, I, I remember um, Peter T shared a testimony about, um, so uh, I'm not sure where he's at right now, but at that time he was sharing his testimony, which was, I think it was early 2018. And he shared about how um, he grew up having a relationship with God and then he got to a certain age and obviously made his own choices and moved away from that. And he got into the uh, into the music scene in a heavy way, and what came along with that was a lot of drug drug abuse. And he would travel the world, uh, get right into drugs, and he'd he'd have some really um, what what he called freaky experiences of um, being exposed to the supernatural. But one thing that was interesting uh, that he said was. They weren't hallucinations. They were real. The drugs that he was taking, one, one thing he said was when he was taking, I, I think it was ice or pee, that uh, he said one, one thing that happens when you do that is you stop eating. So you go into a drug fast. And he said when you go into a fast, your spirit man becomes more and more alive and aware of what's happening and he said because you're you're high on drugs and you're not eating you get exposed to the spirit realm in a big way and so he believed and and i completely understand where he's coming from is that everything that he was seeing although it may have been seen as hallucinations were actually actually real accounts of the spirit world see that that's that's interesting because a lot of people would say you're crazy. Yep. A lot of a, a lot of mental health. There are a lot of mental health workers out there um, that are working with people that have experienced. Actually, they've been diagnosed with schizophrenia, paranoia. But what if it's a spirit thing? 
What if it what if it is a spirit thing? Like I had a look at the definition of spirit. Like the Wikipedia I didn't agree with because it said it said on there in the Wikipedia that it that your spirit is the seat for emotions to sit on, where emotions are seated. Now emotions lie to us. They can be controlled very, very easily. Um, you can choose to be happy, you can choose to be sad, you can choose to perceive an um a situation. And you have control about how you see that and how you feel that. So whatever you perceive or whatever you see will um, trigger off an emotion. Whereas your spirit is something completely different. Your spirit is like breath. It's something that you can't see but you know that it's there. It sustains life. Um, It's like a wind. Um, Its basic meaning or term is wind or breath. It's an extension of a person to mean vital powers or strength. It sustains a person. When you've got no more emotions, and unfortunately we have seen family members pass away who are very loving and daring to us, we've seen people lose their emotions. But what we've seen is their spirit and their fighting and they're still wanting to be around. But once they take that last breath and they leave this earth, we know that they're no longer present. So people can't deny that there is a spirit realm. But what spirit realm are you going into? Which spirit realm have you tapped into? Because the spirit that I'm aware of, because I'm a, I'm familiar with spirits, um, growing up in my own environment, you know, my family was quite a spiritual, uh, very culturally entrenched family. Um we recognized what we would call our ancestors leading and guiding us and that they'd come and visit us and tell us what path to take. Now for me as a child that was quite scary because some of my ancestors I didn't even know and I was I was actually really scared of them because they didn't have good reputations and so if those those tipuna were coming or those ancestors were coming to visit me I don't want to be seeing them <laughs> and what message are they going to be giving me? So for me, I felt helpless. I felt helpless as a person to be, as a child, to be taught something like that. And I'm like praying. There's like a subconscious thing going on internally um, because I know there's a spirit realm um, because I can sense it. I can breathe it. I can see it all around me, but I can't. Um, no one's taught me. And what I have been taught, it struck fear into me and didn't give me power or authority. So, you know, the definition that I gave about spirit, it should give you life. If it's putting you into a trance where it's taking you away from the creator who gave you life, you got to ask the question, is that the right path that I should be on? Because I would rather have direct source to the creator of the universe, not the universe. I want to be going, I want to be having direct access to the creator of the universe. I don't want to be going through a crystal. I don't want to be going through another spirit. I want to have direct access to the creator who will give me fulfillment, who will encourage me, who will inspire me. So a lot of people nowadays have gone into what we call new ageism. And this is the this is the path that my husband and I were talking about the other day, is that if people aren't taught about spiritual things, you got to ask yourself the question, am I serving the right spirit? There's a few things that you've mentioned, baby, that I think is quite interesting. One thing to note is there are many, and I know this might sound controversial, but there are many ways to access the spirit realm. Like I just mentioned before, you can do it through drugs, 
You can do it through alcohol. You can do it through uh, seances, uh, all kinds of different practices. But what the Bible tells us is that only through Jesus Christ can you have access to the Father. So like my wife was saying, our Father is the creator of all things. And there is only one way to him, and that is through Jesus Christ. One of the things that are outlined in scripture not to participate in is witchcraft. Mm. Another one is necromancy, which is communicating with the dead. The Bible tells us don't do that. And it's not because God is saying don't do that because it doesn't work. It's saying don't do that. It gives you access to the spirit realm, but it's wrong. It's unholy. It's a profane source. Uh, the same thing with drugs. A lot of people will think that um, smoking marijuana or all of that kind of stuff is a new thing that's only been around for a few um, centuries, no, a few decades. Mm. Not the case. You'll find that much of those things have been in existence for thousands upon thousands of years. Very true. They are. They rename themselves, don't they? Yes, and that's where, you know, the whole potions and mm. um, pharmacare and all of that came from. Which is pharmacies. Yeah, which is where, yeah, our modern-day pharmacy came from the word pharmacare. Modern-day, what is it, modern-day medicine. Yeah, so mm. uh, in, our, in our day and age today, we go to the pharmacy we get a prescription and what you're given is a concoction of different chemicals or different, um, not chemicals, different products that they put together to help you um, be more healthy or to, to help cure an illness or something that, that's going on with you. Mm, mm. Um, but that practice uh, stems back thousands of years where people were putting concoctions together, not so that you could... Um, not always so that you could be well and it could cure something that was going on with you, but to give you access to the spirit realm. So that's where things like DMT and uh, ice and, you know, cocaine and all of that kind of stuff mm -hmm. has its origin in those things. And basically all that's happened is those practices that gave you access to the spirit realm way back then have just been brought into the modern world and, you know, they've been given names like P and all of that kind of mm, stuff. So mm. um, it basically does the same thing, only this time it's kind of unwitting. Mm, mm. Uh, there's, there's a reason why they call them gateway drugs. It's because they open the door to things yeah. in the spirit realm. So uh, a lot of people aren't prepared to see what comes their way when they mm. dabble in those things and... There's a guy named Stephen Bankars, who's an awesome man of God. And he talks about his experiences with New Ageism. So Stephen Bankars is a guy that grew up in in the faith, grew up in church. He was um, sold out uh, when, he was, when he was homeschooled and all of that. And when he was in high school, he was very much into telling people about uh, Jesus Christ. Then when he got a little bit older, he became disillusioned with his faith because of things that were going on. And he ended up stepping into new ageism and he was doing things like astro travel and, you know, the, the real kooky kind of things like that. And he would have some really, really traumatic experiences. But one of the things he'd do is take drugs. 
and he understood that through doing drugs and through astro travel he could access the spirit realm so you can you can access the spirit realm in many different ways as i said before but if you want access to the father you can you can only get access through jesus christ he is the only way the difference with um you know practicing new ageism or or taking drugs and all of that kind of thing is you're pretty much forcing the door open through your own actions and saying actually here's a thought do you think that a lot of people would prefer to do drugs and access the spirit realm because it means they don't have to be accountable to jesus if i have a relationship with christ i understand that it's going to cost me things it means I have to give up the drugs. I have to give up the alcohol. Um, I have to clean up my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And and I have to walk in accordance with God's word or try my very hardest to do that. Or I can bypass all of that, do my own thing, drink alcohol, smoke drugs, and still have access to the spirit realm without having to submit my life to Jesus. I think if people don't really know about Jesus or have had a uh, traumatic experience with God in church, they could see that as an option to get to where they want. Because all of us, we're spirit formed before we, you know, I love what our bishop shares, we're spirit wrapped in flesh. So reality is we desire to be back with the Father. So we try different alternatives to try to access that realm. And, And the thing is, There's a thing called post-traumatic stress disorder. The reality of post-traumatic stress disorder is fear that binds you in a certain time and era. So every time you think about moving forward, you get pulled back to that experience and you become a victim. When you're a victim, it's very difficult for you to overcome anything because you always always take yourself back to a place of hopelessness. That's it in a nutshell. PTSD, and I'm not saying it's not a um, horrid thing, but, you know, our, our trauma and what we've experienced, whether, uh, you know, obviously it's negative, we have the choice. And this is where I feel that emotions have been put on a platform. Oh, just do whatever you feel. Oh, just, just do whatever you like, which doesn't give growth for your spirit. So your spirit longs to be back with the Father. This is my point, is that PTSD is possibly... A spirit-driven thing because if it can hold you in that space and it's a bit like drugs if it can hold you in that space it can provide you with a false sense of spirituality and it can actually hold you there for quite for most if not majority of your life I'm not saying that um you know the trauma that you've experienced I'm not downplaying that but there are spirits in this world and if they can keep you in that space in that place to stop you from filling, fulfilling your purpose here on this earth, they're going to do it because they're not here to see you succeed and prosper. They're here to keep you away from God. Um, drugs is another thing and even um, medication. Medication is detri- detrimental to your health, but we under- we're not encouraging you to come off your medication either. But there's some root cause things because your spirit is strong. You know, the, crea- the creator of, this, of the universe has made you in his image and yet you keep downplaying who you were called to be because you don't want to have a relationship with Jesus Christ who can give you peace and love um, and, a, and a genuine spiritual encounter. You would choose to take a different path. What we would encourage you tonight is that you would come away 
you know, just even just with that inkling of knowing who Jesus Christ is, he died for us so that we we could overcome things, so that we could have a um, direct relationship with the Father. You know, drugs is a quick fix. Sexual addictions is a quick fix. What are those? Medians, where you spiritual mediums. Um, those are quick fixes. Tarot cards, sorry. Why would you go through tarot cards? Why would you need a Ouija board to talk to the dead person when you can go directly to God and he'll talk to you himself? <laughs> you know, he created those things. So remember, there's there's good and evil. There's a, a voice that's telling you, come to me. And there's another voice that's going, he doesn't exist. That voice that says he doesn't exist is the one that's also feeding you drugs, is the one that's keeping you in your um, disorders, he's keeping you in your dysfunctions, he's keeping you away from creating and establishing relationships with amazing people that are going to fulfill your purpose here on this earth. So don't believe the father of lies. There's so many testimonies, so many. Have you ever had a, a spiritual experience? The first thing that comes to my mind really is uh having dealt with people that have been tormented by spirits mm-hmm. and driving them out in the name of Jesus Christ and filling them with the Holy Spirit. That's the most immediate thing that comes to my mind. So before you came to know Jesus Christ, had you ever experienced any kind of spiritual encounter? Yeah. You know, it's it's funny though, because when you're talking about before coming to church, you don't know the answers to those things. You know, you see things that you can't explain, but you don't exactly know what they are because they are a bit out of this world. You kind of, you you don't want to disclose that to other people because you don't want to be labelled as the weird guy. Hmm. So what are some of those things that you did see before you come to know Jesus Christ? And what kind of headspace were you in? Were you on drugs or were you... Just sitting in your lounge, or were you drink asleep, hanging out with certain people? What kind of environment were you in when you had an encounter? I'm not sure if I had any, if I saw anything unusual when I was high on drugs, um, which is, you know, I'm obviously going back a fair few years now. I do recall seeing things when I was young that I couldn't put words to. I wasn't sure what it was I was seeing. When I when I look at it now. It was supernatural. So, you know, those there, there were things that, that I could physically see that looked like people. Actually, one I saw was when I was just waking up and I was looking down the hallway. And I think at that time it was only me, my mum and my brother. My mum was in her room. My brother was in the bed with me. And I opened up my eyes and saw a being down the hallway and I just, I just freaked. I remember just just like freaking out and I I turned over and grabbed my brother and I remember holding him really tight and he's my younger brother you know you kind of you kind of lie there trying to pretend that it's Mm, not there mm. and then you know how you double check Mm. you you look back and see oh is it still there or isn't it turn back around look down the hallway and it was still there oh my gosh yeah it's not one of those ones where you you know, you look back again and, and like, it's, oh, phew, it's gone. Yeah, yeah. Oh, phew. Yeah, I was just saying oh, things. Oh, phew, I feel better now. Yeah. <laughs> Only it had changed position. So where it was standing before, it it was standing in a different spot. That was that was definitely something I saw that I couldn't explain for for a long time. But you know, I look back at it now, 
and I definitely believe one that it was an unholy thing. Um, and there's there's a few indicators as to why I believe that was the case. Mm. Uh, I guess primarily, the first thing that comes to mind is that it didn't feel right. Mm. Mm, that's good. And what I notice in Scripture is that when the Holy Spirit was around, or when people had supernatural encounters that were holy, they weren't fearful so much as they were in awe of the holy encounter that they were experiencing. Mm, mm. Um, This definitely didn't feel like that. And like I said before, there's only one way to access the Father, and that's through Jesus Christ. So there's there's a holy way to access the Father. There's also a holy way in which the Father has access to you. At that time, you didn't know that, did you? So no, no, I didn't. So had you, and so I'm going to take you back to that space only because I think it's really good because there's a lot of people out there that have experienced something similar to you. When you saw that being in the hallway, you you knew that it wasn't a good thing, even though you hadn't been taught that it wasn't a good thing. You knew it wasn't a good thing. Leading up to your encounter, just before your encounter with Jesus Christ, had you come across any other spiritual beings along the way nothing comes to mind but yeah that that one there was definitely one that yeah freaked freaked me out for a long time how old were you i can't remember probably probably about when my brother was born so i would have been about nine or ten i guess Mm -hmm. that would have been enough to scare the living daylight out of you as a nine-year-old so yeah and it didn't help that it happened in the middle of the night so you know how you're afraid of the dark when you're a kid? Mm, mm. <laughs> it definitely didn't help. Um, What effect did that have on your life after you experienced that? Oh, I don't think it affected me too much. Mm. I probably did for the first year or two or, or whatever. But yeah, after a while, you just move on, I guess. I mean, you've got to understand, I was nine or ten years old, so I dealt with it however I dealt with it. I can't verbalise what it was exactly I went through and how I dealt with it. There's a reason why I'm asking you that question. So you encountered that. It still affected you two years later. Um, so when you were affected by that, would you say that encounter would have had enough of an effect on you to never want to see it again? Of of course. I don't think anyone would, would say, yeah, show me again. Well, sometimes trauma actually does. It's like when you're watching a horror movie, you don't want to see it, but you can see it, and it's like you 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 know what's you coming up. So, you, and then you're basically putting your hands over your eyes, and then you're making a little crease so you can have a look at it, and you start kind of having a look. It freaks you out, and then you look the other way because it kind of uh, confirms what you've seen. So you never had any of those kind of encounters. You basically just shut it off altogether. Yeah, I, again, I don't, I don't really know. I do remember sharing it with um, people eventually, with you know a handful of guys and I guess maybe it would be in the back of my mind but Mm. not really why would you not have shared it straight away well it's like I said before it's one because it was a supernatural thing you're not sure if it's real two even if it was real you you wouldn't want to share it because you don't want to be labeled as a weird person that sees those kinds of things Mm. so yeah but but again, like you know, I was a kid, so I don't really know. I mean, the the way I dealt with it, I don't know if that's normal. Mm. I don't know if not telling people is the right way to go about it because I was a kid. So mm. the the other thing is, you know, you get a bit older and you start thinking, well, actually, did I really see it? Because 
yeah, to this day, I don't know. What I do know is that uh, I saw something down the hallway. Wasn't sure what it was. I looked away for however long it was and I looked back and it was still there. That's all I know. This here, why I'm asking you these questions, basically concludes my point about spirituality and how it can be... We don't teach our children, neither do we um, receive it in schools. Um, and anything with truth in regards to God and his, and his spirit, not many people know about it. No, not, not many people know about the authority that you carry, that you have authority over all things, any spirits that, are, that stand against the word of God. Um, you have that authority and that power. And even as a child... You know, you heard my husband's testimony. You've heard a little bit about mine. The spirit realm is real. And we need to come to know the creator of this universe in order for us to have a true understanding and understand who we are and what power and authority that we carry. Um, I really wanted to talk about the spirit side because it doesn't get spoken about enough. Let's give the creator a name. God, our father God. He's gifted you with the spirit to connect to him and in order for that gift to be watered and nurtured and not to be crooked you need to recognize who he is now and a lot of people may not agree with me but I acknowledge as God as our source so for all those listeners out there what I'm trying to say is there is a spirit realm and that our heavenly father father God has given us Jesus Christ to give us redemption so that we can have a direct relationship with him who better to know what the spirit realm is about than to go to him? Um, you don't need to go to alternative sources such as a Ouija board or tarot cards or um, a spiritual median who's going to give you a counterfeit report. Look, demons are real, but with God we have power and authority. We need to recognize that so that we don't fall into the trap of New Ageism. New Ageism takes us away um, brings credit and glory back to us and not back to our Heavenly Father who gifted us with that. Um, we need to recognize that because otherwise we're going to be attacked. We're going to be utilized in a way that doesn't bring glory back to him, but also we're going to be led down a path of destruction. I believe this is a message that people need to hear because if you don't believe in something, you're going to fall for everything. So believe that Jesus Christ is real he will give you access to the Father who would be able to grow and develop you into, into the great and mighty person you were always meant to be, purposeful and being able to go forth and set others free as well and get them to know who Jesus Christ is. Yeah, like, like my wife said, just understand that the spirit realm is real. Uh, people can testify of so many different experiences of things that can't be explained or things that aren't seen with the natural eye or aren't in this natural world that we exist in that that just confirms our point the spirit realm is real but again like i said there is only one way to access the father and that's through jesus christ there's a far greater price to pay when we don't have a relationship with christ mm. than what we have to pay when we do it's not by our own works but by everything that he has done for us mm-hmm so he's paid the price. Surrender our lives to him and say, Lord, here I am. Fill my life, fill my heart. What you'll find is as you start communicating with him and accessing your relationship with God in the right way, which is through Jesus Christ and being led by the Holy Spirit, then your life will just go from level to level, glory to glory and strength to strength. Mm -hmm. He is an amazing God who loves us all 
And yes, we can all know that. But at the end of the day, he he desires to have an intimate and personal relationship with us, Amen. which is why he hung on the cross for our sake. Yep. Actually, that's that's even another point. Even Jesus himself talks about in, in the book of Psalms, he's describing what he's seeing when he's hanging on the cross, mm. which is uh, one of the things he says is, uh, I'm surrounded by the strong bulls of Bashan, mm. which doesn't mean he's he's been surrounded by bulls. Because mm. when you read the Gospels, it says that he's surrounded by a crowd of people. Mm. But he's talking about something different. Mm. He's talking about another dimension in which the spirit realm exists. Yep. From that viewpoint, what he's saying is what he sees, mm-hmm. which is the strong bulls of Bashan. So obviously, he's talking about a demonic presence mm. that was there while he was hanging on the cross. Even our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, doesn't shy away from those things Mm. and like i said uh at the top of the podcast we have to be the authority on all things spiritual if we proclaim to serve jesus christ the sovereign lord over every single thing the name under which every knee shall bow and every tongue confess then we have to be the authority on Mm. all things spiritual and sometimes just saying it's flaky or uh, don't worry about it it's rubbish isn't enough like I shared earlier, I had a supernatural encounter that couldn't be explained for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. It didn't It didn't plague me after a while, obviously. What I came to understand is that thing could be explained supernaturally through scripture and, and through, um, you know, talking with the right, the right yeah. spiritual authority That's in the church. Yep. Now, the thing is, if I couldn't get an answer from that, then there's every possibility that I may have questioned whether or not the church had, uh, was the right authority to speak to, to give me the answer that I needed. So telling me that it was rubbish and just to forget about it wasn't going to satisfy me. Because like I said, I did a double take and it was still there. It had only shifted positions. And so I needed something more tangible. I needed a deeper answer than just saying, just forget about it and brush it off and all that kind of stuff. I, I yeah. think the demons have covered themselves up because there's a spirit of lies that covers covers everything. They say, oh, it's not true. No, you didn't see that. Nobody's going to believe you. Nobody's, you didn't see that person. You didn't see that spirit. But it was the same. And at the same time, it's saying there's a spirit over there. So you can understand why there's so much um, craziness and hallucinations and paranoia and people being diagnosed with schizophrenia. Maybe they're just spiritually sensitive maybe that's their gift but because nobody's ever nobody's ever taught them or trained them to say i remember one time i had this sorry i'm going to share this i had this child and he was sitting next to me and this um lady goes she was really really uncomfortable and because i was in my professional hat on didn't expect it and i'm sitting there and this lady goes oh he's just he's just talking and i'm like oh yeah all good and he looked like he was talking to somebody but there was nobody there and she turned and she said to me, but he's talking to, he talks to like spirits and stuff. And that kind of set off alarm bells in me. But because I was in a um, professional capacity, I turned around to him and I said, what do those spirits tell you to do? And she got a bit of a shock. She got a shock because um, she didn't expect that. She she most probably um, expected what everybody else had told her, which was, this, this was an eight-year-old. Oh, maybe he needs to go and see a pediatrician or a psychologist or a psychiatrist Whereas I turned around and I said, what are those spirits telling you? And the little boy looked up at me and he said, happy things. And I said, 
they're not good for you if they're telling you to do naughty things like hurt yourself or make you do naughty things to other people. Mm. Those are not good spirits. Yeah. And you should not make friends with them. So that's how you can teach a child or train a child. Give them the authority. Say, go away in Jesus Christ's name. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's actually something that's a very good point you raised because what a lot of testimonies from people that have had supernatural encounters have said is that 100% of the times they they confess the name of Jesus Christ, all of those entities fled. Yeah, well, that's what it says in Scripture. Exactly, yes. But if nobody teaches them that, our people, and they are, they're our people, God's people, well, maybe they just didn't have the platform to be able to, they didn't have a place or a space to be able to learn or to be taught that those things are real. They didn't have the space or the place or the people surrounding them to be able to teach them about the authority that they have in Jesus Christ and um, coming and having a relationship with the Father. So what happens is they get chucked on medication. They get told that they're crazy. They get told that they're weird, just like how my husband thought that he would be weird, called weird because of what he saw in the hallway. So a lot of people may be having these supernatural encounters, but are being told that they're crazy or they try and suppress it with drugs. So, you know, to answer your question some time ago about, you know, maybe it's them trying to avoid having a relationship with Jesus Christ. What I believe too is that it's not just that, it's the fact that they're being deceived and led away from having a relationship with Jesus Christ. Not the fact that they want to not have a relationship, but they're being led away from that by the environment, by the people that they're surrounded by. Medication is... Yeah, that's, that, that's possible. It can Both scenarios could happen. Yeah, yeah. I think all of them are applicable, eh? I think to leave something of value with the people, you've heard this theme throughout what we've shared tonight. Jesus Christ is the only authority under whom we need to submit to. We don't need to surrender to anything else but him in the spirit realm. Mm. And in order to do that, it's simply acknowledging that he's real, acknowledging that he is the Lord of all, and acknowledging that he is the key to you having eternal life. So if you're out there and whatever it is you've experienced in life, Let's just draw a line in the sand and say that right now you can have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm. And all you have to do is pray to him. He is always ready to hear you. Mm. Accept him into your life. Make him Lord of your life. Mm. And then find you a church. Find you a great leader to serve under. Um, A great church with great people that can help encourage you. That Mm. can help grow you and develop you. Find that spiritual mentor that you can glean from and learn Mm. from and actively study the Word of God so that it can increase your knowledge, it can increase your understanding of um, the spirit realm, yes, but more importantly, your relationship with Jesus Christ. Remember, if you have encountered anything that's been supernatural and hard to explain, Jesus Christ is the most powerful name by which every knee shall bow and every tongue confess, the Bible tells us. But also, check it up on our... our um, podcast the questions whatever encounter that you've had you know we'd love to to read it we'd love to hear your opinions of what we've shared yeah, you know there'll be a lot of people out there um that haven't had this opportunity or a platform to be able to share their ex- 
a spiritual experience on the, on that note with what my husband was saying you know chuck up your opinions of it whether yeah. it be positive or you don't agree with us that's fair chuck it up there oh, we're down yep. for um some critiquing <laughs> but we're some also controversy yeah absolutely controversy uh, one other thing i wanted to, i wanted to talk about was uh, aside from the name jesus christ being the most powerful name his blood has washed you has set you free it, uh, his blood that he sacrificed on the cross for you and I is so powerful that we're no longer chained or burdened by any uh, by anything we've done in the past. You can be liberated by accepting him and his blood will cleanse you and set you free. His blood has paid the price for you. Mm. So any debts that you've collected through the things that you've done that have been inherently evil or sinful, his blood can set you free because he has paid the price for you and I. So that's a beautiful thing. Give your life to Christ. It's something as simple as, Lord, I believe in you. I I turn away from the bad things I've done. I accept you into my heart and I surrender my life to you right now. The Bible tells us that when you call out to Jesus, he comes. Mm. So he can enter your heart in an instant. And if you have given your life to Christ via this podcast, please give us the, um, give us the honor of knowing that. Let us know. Um, but yeah, like my wife said, if there's anything that you want to share, if there's any points in this podcast um, that have piqued your interest and you want to know uh, something about it further, or, you know, like my wife said, if you want to um, bring some correction or your point of view, you're allowed to be wrong, LOL, do that. Uh, don't forget, if you have any audio questions, mm. the best way you can, well, the only way actually you can send them through to, to us is through the Anchor app. Anyway, thank you all for joining us on this podcast we, again, want to pay tribute to you for taking the time out to listen to this. And if you enjoyed this podcast, don't be afraid to share it out. Let other people know about it. We want to encourage people. Their purpose, influence, life, and leadership is something significant and attainable to all of us. So help us get the message out there. Like, share this podcast. Get as many people on board with us as possible. And we're so blessed to be able to have this platform to be able to share our thoughts, our yeah. ideas. Um, but Thank also... You, Thank you, Spotify. Thank you, iTunes. Yeah. Thank you, Jetstar, that's going to be giving us a free trip overseas so that we can um, do this podcast overseas. Ooh, Ooh yeah, love yeah. it. Emirates. We would love to be sponsored to be able to travel the world and do what we do. We're going to continue doing this. And, you know, don't forget to like and share like what my husband said. So from us to you, peace and love. That's, that's us. us. <laughs>